The Forum at 8 on SAFM. This morning, um, we host one of the funniest people in South Africa. And uh, what do you know? We, be, we, we are told, and then he has a title to show for it, that he is, in fact, also, you know, a cook. So we'll talk to him about this a little more. But in the off chance that you do not know who Chris Forrest is, here is a clue. I decided I wanted to do something a bit different from what all the other Joburg people do, you know, and I decided I wanted to learn Twana because I figured, you know, and uh, so, so I, I wanted to do it the traditional way. So I actually got into my car and I drove all the way to the exclusive books. <laughs> and I bought myself a tape on how to speak Twana. And I put it in the tape layer of my Ford Laser. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> and I learned the most amazing things. The most amazing things. Like, for instance, for those of you who don't know, the Twana word for soda water is soda water. <laughs> banana, di banana. <laughs> Pineapple, pineapple. <laughs> And I thought, that's fantastic. I've been speaking Twana when I'm drunk for years. <laughs> so I decided I've got the foodstuffs mastered, but I'd paid 250 bucks for this tape, and I, and I really wanted to get my money's worth. So, uh, so I flipped the tape over, but on the other side were the phrases. But the phrases were weird things. For my 250 rands worth, it was, it was things like, um, will you remember me to your family, please? Or, um, where is the theater? Which is, if you're wondering, theater ifakai. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Which is cool and all, but when am I going to use that in day-to-day life? You know, I wanted something useful. For my 250 bucks worth, I wanted something I could say every day. Something like, um, no thank you, sir. Whilst I appreciate your selection of sunglasses... <laughs> As you can perhaps see, I'm already wearing a pair. <laughs> so I'll just be driving to the next intersection, if that's okay. <laughs> but instead, instead, I got theater if I can. <laughs> and then, as fate would have it, I was doing a show in Sasselberg at the theater. And I didn't know where it was. So I was like, fantastic, I can get my 250 bucks worth, finally. So I pulled up next to this guy and I wound down my window and I said to him, I said to him in my finest twine, I said, theater if I can. And then he told me in twine and I didn't understand a word. Some of you may recognize me. I used to be a stripper. On the radio, I, um, I recently went through a very difficult time in my life. I, I was addicted to soap, but, but I'm clean now. I, um, I heard tomatoes are supposed to be good for your prostate gland, but bit of a mission getting them in though. <laughs> 
Anyway, tonight I think I'd, I'd like to speak about something I don't think any other South African comedian's ever spoken about before. Me. I, I, was, I was born Catholic, which really surprised my parents because they were both Jewish. I remember, I remember growing up, whenever I used to get a loose tooth, my father would take a piece of string and he would tie the one into my tooth and the other into the bumper of his car and then he would drive towards me. <laughs> I, remember, I remember growing up, I, I went through a stage where, where all I wanted to do was, was get laid kind of from about the age of 13 up until, well now, really. I tried everything. I, I even became an altar boy for the Catholic Church. D didn't work though. I had to molest myself. Th then I spoke to a friend of mine he, he told me if I wanted to get laid, all I needed to do was tell chicks what they wanted to hear. So, so I went up to this chick and I told her there was a red hanger sale at, at Edgar's. <laughs> Didn't work. I, I, did, I did eventually get laid though, but sex isn't all it's cracked up to be. Couldn't sit down for about a week. <laughs> Thank goodness for those tomatoes. And there you have it. So now you know, if you didn't, now you definitely know who Chris Forrest is, the funniest cook in South Africa. And he joins us for uh, the next uh, 45 odd minutes to talk about everything from food to the funny business to fatherhood. And um, yeah, so much to talk about. And you, are, of course, as always, welcome to join in the conversation. 891 SMS us on the number 34701. Tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. Right now, though, it's time for us to say good morning to Chris Forrest. Good morning. Hello. Thank you for having me. No, absolute pleasure. So, so you come here, um, you know, uh, recently crowned as the first celebrity master chef in South Africa. I bow to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. And, and, and how did this happen? I mean... Uh, how did they even choose you? Why, why you, Chris? Were you surprised when you, uh, you know, got the call? I was a little bit. Well, they, they chose a, a whole bunch of celebrities, and then we had to go through a sort of audition process. So we had to go and do a cooking test. And um, there was a few things that I could cook, and I'd, I wasn't a very good cook at all. But luckily, the cooking test was one of the things I could cook, so I was a bit lucky. What was that? It it was a, a um, I can't even remember a Spanish omelet. Oh. So um, so I did that, and then we got through, and uh, and then I was just kind of lucky from there, and then learning all the time because I had to learn right from the very beginning. So what's a Spanish omelet? Uh, <laughs> it's very similar to a normal omelet. <laughs> 
So did they tell you what to put in it or? No, they gave us, they basically, they said, here's your ingredients. You've got 15 minutes, go. And then we had to choose um, what to put in from the ingredients they'd given us and then finish it within 15 minutes. Wow. Now, are you telling me that there were actually people who couldn't make a good omelet there? <laughs> Well, it wasn't just they, – they weren't just looking at your, your omelet. They were looking at your basic techniques. But um, Basic techniques? <laughs> Do it tell. Was, I mean, we weren't, we're not obviously on the, the same level as the, uh, the other contestants. But, um, but you had to be able to cook a little bit at least. So, so Chris, is this something that, you, you know, you've always done? Have you always cooked? Do you like cooking? Uh, no, I mean I like it now, but it's not something I've always done. In fact, it's it's only a recent, it's only since MasterChef that I've really started cooking and that the world's opened up to me. Um, before that, it was uh, all the cooking was left to my wife, and the extent of my cooking was kind of um, you know those those sort of frozen chicken fillets that you put in the, the <laughs> oven for twenty minutes and then yeah. So now, now I'm I'm doing a lot more in the kitchen. Clearly, I was looking at your Twitter page, and there's pictures of food, and people are sending him all these, uh, you know, recipes and wonderful looking dishes. Well, uh, clearly, you know, um, there's a career for you other than comedy, <laughs> it would seem. But uh, congratulations on that, nonetheless. Well, thanks again. Yeah. Now, Chris, you know, where where are you from? You know, where where were you born? I'm Joburg, born and bred. So I've lived here my entire life, um, mostly around the Randburg area. That's a, I've never, never, I've spent time in other cities, but never lived there properly. So everything is just Joburg? Pretty much. Wow. And and, and, and how's that be? I like it. I, I love this city. I think it's awesome. It's, uh, it's my home. And uh, your parents, you know, um, were they, was anybody in your family, you know, like a comedian or <laughs> anyone funny, uh, pranksters or anything uh, well, like that? Me and my brother used to, to used to do a lot of pranking on each other, etc. But no, no, no one was really a comedian in my family. Um, in fact, the, the showbiz world was very foreign to, to my parents. I think they were a bit shocked when, uh, when I started. And then uh, for for the first few years, they were still telling me, don't, don't get a real job soon. <laughs> so, <okay. laughs> so tell me, when, when did it occur to you that you are actually a funny guy and, and, and you could make a living of this? I, I it, well, the first, the day I did my first gig was when it occurred to me that hey, this is something I can do. Um, and then it was, I still had a day job at that point. And we had to do something called armpit theater after one one training session where you take all the training that you've received over the past two days and you turn it into a theater show. And I kind of took over and started, I wrote the whole show for them and I directed what they should do, et cetera, et cetera. And, and just found myself loving it going, this is all I want to do for the rest of my life. And that's that's the moment when I knew we're speaking to uh, Chris Forrest this morning. And uh, if you'd like to engage, uh, give us a call, 891 And we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll open those lines and we'll also read some of your messages.
All roads lead to the Nelson Mandela Bay this Saturday. It's the exhilarating Nedbank Cup final. Kiona. Catch the thrilling encounter between the Brazilians and the Abbott. He is uh, one of South Africa's best-known comedians. And also, you know, um, he has just recently been crowned the first celebrity master chef in South Africa, um, which is, you know, quite strange. He walks in here, not even a muffin. He could not even <laughs> bake a muffin for us here. Uh, but um, anyway, we'll forgive him. Maybe we'll get that sometime later. But, you know, I always wonder when, you know, people actually attain some a level of success what they were like as children and 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 especially at school because i think you know uh, when you look at people and who they are at school you kind of get a real sense of who the person is what were you like i was actually very shy at school i was very quiet yeah sitting in that that quiet kid in the corner um i always loved making people laugh so i'd have the, the odd funny chirp here and there but i wasn't the class clown or anything like really? That. Yeah, I was a quiet kid. I know people always say, think it's think it's a bit strange. But would um, your teachers say that too? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I find if, that if they remembered hard to me, believe. you were that quiet. They might have forgotten about. I you. think so. Yeah. Well, especially primary school. Wow. Because you 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 struck me as you know someone who could have been as a child that. You know, rebel rouser, the kid would be not, bullying other kids on the playground. Not at all. No, I was, like I say, I just, I, I was completely football mad. So I just played soccer as much as I could. And other than that, I just kind of got on with it. Were you any good? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was, but I, I wasn't. What position did you play? I a goalkeeper mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that still a passion of yours, football? Yep. It's, I'm still a, a huge Liverpool fan. Ah, oh, Liverpool. Um, yes. Why Liverpool? Because Bruce Grobler played for them, and he was my hero growing up. And uh, I used to watch him and go, that's that's the kind of goalkeeper I want to be. And so he played for Liverpool, and then I'm stuck loving them. Oh, goodness. <laughs> it's an abusive relationship. It, it, it is. Trust me. From an Arsenal supporter to a Liverpool supporter, I don't know whose pain is worse. I, I suspect it may be yours. So, so, so you'll be glued to your TV screen tomorrow. Stevie G's final day. Yeah, it's a it's a very sad day for the club, but it it had to happen eventually. Yeah, you think yeah. he should have gone sooner? No, uh, uh, I think well, in an ideal world, he would have he would have played like Ryan Giggs did and and been happy to play every second game or every third game. But I think he he wants to carry on playing. So being on the being on the bench, being rested, isn't what he wants to do. So, but he he definitely wasn't the player he used to be. Mm. And you know, one of those uh, you know rare uh, incidents these days where you know you have people who play for one club throughout their career. Mm. You don't see much of that anymore. Yeah. No. You, I think well. The, the, there's a lot of they, they use the term mercenaries for the players. <laughs> mercenaries. Yeah, they just could follow terrible. where the money is and play for whoever, and there's no loyalty. But uh, Steven Gerrard stuck it out at Liverpool all the way, despite the offers from much bigger clubs with much more money. So I think he's he's a legend on every level. Mm. And uh, locally, do you uh, support Sundowns. any? Do you follow? Oh goodness, <laughs> you've got terrible taste in football clubs. I must just tell it's, you, it's all stems from I, Sundowns. Used to have a guy called Zane Musa playing for them. Uh-huh. And I just loved the way he played way back in the day. Okay. <laughs> I'm showing my age now. All but, right. 
So, 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 Zayn Musa, and, and, and today you still follow, you still support I still, them? I'm not even going to lie, not as avidly as I support Liverpool, but I still follow them. I was really hoping Chiefs would throw it away again this season, but they didn't read the script, so they won it. It's like, what the hell? Um, but, uh, yeah, I still follow. Well, and then, and, and of course, you know, just looking at uh, lots of football fans around, of course, um, Alton Tweet says, please tell Chris Liverpool fans uh, be acting like Suarez is on loan to Barcelona. <laughs> I, I'm guilty that of that hurt. as well. Hey? I, I watch Barcelona and specifically, I've always liked Barcelona, the way they play the game. But I get very excited when Suarez scores or has an assist or like that little flick he did in the Champions League on, uh, on I think it was Tuesday night. I don't know if you saw it. I did. Amazing, but uh, yes, no, he's but he he left on good terms, so we still love him. Well, I do. Well, we are speaking to Chris Forrest this morning and taking your calls on oh eight nine one one zero four two zero eight. Dennis is calling us from Randburg. Good morning, Dennis. Hey, how's it going? Well, thanks from <laughs> you. Hi, is this Dennis Roro? How you doing? All good. How you doing? Man, you know what, Chris, I just want to tell Sakina that, man, you know what, man, uh, when it comes to comedy, dry humor, you're the best in the country, man. Thanks, my guy. What you is dry humor? What does that mean? Yeah. When I go to a comedy show, I want to laugh. No, you still laugh. Uh, but, but so what is dry humor? It's just the way that the, the joke is told. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, not difficult like for some of us. Uh, Sakina, if I can come in there, like, he's not all over the stage, he's in one place, and what's coming out of his mouth is killing, you know. He'll, he'll be killed. I, I, I'm, I'm sure we can actually get him to, you know, tell us a bit of something about what's going on around South Africa right now, because, you know, there's lots of material. You wake up in South Africa, and I'm sure the material, you know, it's just everywhere. flies at you. So, uh, Dennis, I'll definitely get him to share some of it with us. You do that, man. He's a killer. Thanks, Chris. Cool, Dennis. Look after yourself. And uh, Dennis Roro calling us uh, from Randburg. And, of course, you know, uh, uh, what inspires you? You know, uh, where do you get your best material from? It's it's just the world around me. So, like, for instance, now I've I've got a show coming up next week about being a dad. And that's because for the for the past couple of years, that's been the main focus of my life has been being a dad. So so anything that's around you is is what inspires you. So if, I mean, there's a lot of political stuff in South Africa. So you'll see a lot of comedians doing political kind of things. So it's just it's the the world. Being a dad, diapers inspire you. Well, it's the experience. It was the experience <laughs> of becoming a dad that actually inspired uh-huh. the show. Because I, 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 my my little one's awesome now, so there's not too much material there. But just the the whole process of of getting to fatherhood. And um, you know, before the break, uh, he promised to tell us more about fatherhood, and uh, you, he, you, your 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 latest show is all about that. But um, who's your daddy? Yes. Before we get into that, I need to ask your newsreader. Vabakshni Chetimela. because she's got that lovely newsreader voice. It's very sexy. Thanks. But I, I just wonder if she's like that at home as well. You know, like at at the breakfast table. <laughs> Please pass me the bacon, and I'll be taking 15 pieces of butter. You see, this job ensures I never have breakfast at home. <laughs> so, I'm not like that. I was going to use a different example, but this is a family-friendly show. So, I'm probably the craziest person in the studio. Are you? Yeah. Wow. 
That's uh, you see, now, now that goes with the sexy voice even more. Uh, huh? th- that is absolutely for real. Um, you know this news reader facade that you uh, see. Don't so be very fooled. serious. Like, what's what's it? Still waters run deep. Uh, absolutely. Don't I'm be the fooled. craziest person in the fooled. studio. She is. Are you getting it now? So yeah, for Bakshni, um, go practice your voice yes. at least weekends. You're home, so when you're serving breakfast on the weekends, yes. asking for something to be passed. Here's your bacon. You this is for Bakshni. At the breakfast table. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, V. And then, you know, of course, you know, uh, uh, people are asking all sorts of questions. Uh, Sundowns fans, yeah, okay, <laughs> we see you. Um, Edward Temba, Malwande, everybody else, we see you. Yes, he's one of you. Uh, so, well done to Masandawana. Good luck for the weekend as well. That's <laughs> the limit. <laughs> it certainly is. Now, uh, uh, you know, you were talking about fatherhood. And, yes. you know, h- how did you take to that? Um, well, it was quite easy, my, my original part in it. Um, but it's fatherhood as, as a, you mean, once, once the child was born, etc. I've been very hands-on because uh, it's tough in the beginning. There's like... There's, there's tantrums, there's screaming, there's crying, there's sleepless nights, and then you have to look after the baby as well. And uh, it's it's not a not an easy thing, you know. People all make out like it's the, the the easiest thing in the world, but it's really tough. Doesn't it come naturally? I think to to it does to a degree, but women find it a lot easier than men. I'm gonna gonna put that out there. I'm not sure how or why. I think they get a textbook when they're young. Really? And then it's, it's, got, it's got like different <laughs> chapters. Like this is how you look after a baby. This is how you drive a man insane. This is how you read the news in a nice voice. This is uh, like all of that stuff. But, but as men, we're just like clueless. We just get this baby and we're like, okay, what do I do now? Did you have the misfortune of sleepless nights? I, I was lucky in that we had a few. I had a lot. But uh, my, my little one slept through after about two months. So... So that was cool. But uh, those two months were two long months. She knew if she didn't sleep through, then daddy was going to die in a car accident. (laughs) (laughs) Was it really that bad? I I found myself the one time I was uh, driving home from somewhere and I found myself in Kaya Sands going, how did I end up here? This is weird. (laughs) And I was busy driving, but it, it was pure sleep deprivation. I was just like, okay. Wow. <laughs> but you're enjoying her more now? Oh, I love it to bits now. Yeah, we play all the time and she's just such a happy kid and and we have a great time. So your show, uh, Who's Your Daddy? Mm. You know, what is it about? Is it all about fatherhood and your experience? You it, know? Go, it starts sort of when you decide you're going to have a child and then everything you go to, go through, the pregnancy, the birth... Um, oh, nice. Build, so this was one of those planned pregnancies. Yes, yes. Okay. Very much very much planned um and uh, and then the first few months of her life so it's uh, it's not just about being a dad it's like everything you go through in the build up to becoming a dad as well what's the funniest thing she's ever said or done um she well it's one of those weird ones where where you um you find things funny that if it's not your child you'll just think yeah whatever <laughs> but like i've i've seen her she talks to herself all the time she's got this big cat in in her room and we'd been away for the weekend and we went to a, a game reserve. And so we saw these animals and she couldn't talk properly yet. She was still quite young. Well, she still can't talk properly, but anyway. 
And I saw her, and she was busy talking to the cat. She had woken up by herself, and she was in her crib, and she was busy, hippo, rhino. Like she's telling the cat about her weekend. It's, it's brilliant. Ah, oh, sweet, man. And of course, uh, you know, um, Chris uh, will be having that show. Um, that's your latest show now. That's uh, right. Who's your daddy, who's and where, where, where are you performing? Uh, that's going to be at the Theatre on the Square. Um, may I mention the, the sponsors? Uh, have they paid us? No. <laughs> so no, just, that's why I checked. So it's going to be at the Theatre on the Square uh, running from the 19th to the 31st of May. So that's next week, Tuesday, till the end of the month. Um, then it's the tickets are available at strictytickets.com. And I will also say that everyone gets a little goodie bag from the sponsors. So oh. that's like a an extra incentive. Can you tell us what's in the goodie bags? I'm not sure myself oh, okay. yet. Okay. But it's, is it worthwhile? It's, it's uh, well, it's, it's Can I come to the show and yes, know, and then, then like there's, the Samas? There's, there's also no, it's not, it's not quite Samas quality <laughs> goodie bag. Uh, but and then there's also a hamper that I'll be giving away. There's a couple of hampers that I give away every every um, show with nappies in. Why nappies? Well, it's a father's show, and the the sponsor makes them, and um, so and you never have enough nappies or or of what's in the goodie bag, which is wet wipes, I think, and other stuff. Uh huh. But um, yeah, so so yeah, it's uh, it's besides laughing, etc. You'll get a little thing to take home and <clears throat> and just it's it, everyone who's come to see it because I made it so that people who didn't have kids would also understand. Mm. But everyone who's had kids goes, "Wow, everything you said was true." And listen, nappies are expensive. So if for no other reason, there is a good reason to go and watch the show. Um, Claude GP wants to know, can you kindly ask Chris Forrest if he will be part of a comedy show that will take place on the 31st at Soweto Theatre? Are you part of that? On the 31st of May? Yes. And no, I'll be doing my one-man show. You're still doing your one-man show. Is, it, is that the, the – I'm not sure which one that is. I'm not sure, but he says it's at the Soweto Theatre. So, um, uh, but, but, you know, uh, I'm sure you have details on your website about where you are appearing yes, and so yes. on and if so you, forth. My, if you go to a website, it's chrisforrest.co.za, and then you can, you can get everything there. All right. Uh, so uh, let's just go to the lines again, uh, 0891 104 uh, Is it Charles in Bloemfontein? Good morning. Good morning, Hi. And good morning to your guest as well. Morning, Charles. Good, good. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, I just want to firstly congratulate you on your cooking skills, man. Thanks very much. Uh, and you, you helped me, you helped me out a little bit because I've always, re- I've always referred to omelette, I referred to it as omelette, and then you, you just, okay, nice, omelette. All right, nice guy. So thanks, man. Um, are, are, are you also gone, bro? Uh, no, I'm very, very much English. English. I love your toner. I'm closer, but I love your toner. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I love your toner. The toner you were listening <laughs> to earlier. <laughs> yes, earlier on, 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 the, on the tapes. The, uh, yes. That, <clears throat> excuse me. That, that's, a, no, that's a true story. It actually happened to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me... Why is it that I don't know so much about you? Do you do you do you get do you get booked all over the the country? At what or are, I, you, are you I, just based in Jordan? I get booked all over the country. I've done a, a few gigs in in Bloom. You said you're phoning from Bloom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done a few shows there. I've done the Makufi Festival a few times with uh, with David Cow, and we've done the Heavyweight Comedy Jam down there, and all of those kind of shows. And I got to, I was actually um, 
I was at the the casino there not so long ago. Next next time you must uh, check follow me on Twitter or Facebook and then you'll you'll see. Yeah, the, the I'll, 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 I'll certainly do that because I I really do not know you. Yeah, you know. But now tell me your, your material. Where do you draw that from? Do you? Because you know a lot of comedians in the RSA they they would uh, target politicians. Do you, do you, do you draw material from from your personal experiences? Or it's what? it's mostly from my personal experiences. So it's it's yeah. uh, I one of the big rules for me in comedy is you've got to write about what you know. Like I I can't yeah. write jokes about playing tennis because I've never played tennis. So you you yeah. I, if uh, if I have a weird trip going down to Bloemfontein then I'll write comedy about that or or Cape Town or Durban just because I don't want to discriminate against any of the cities. Um, yeah. But it's 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 all about what you know. Yeah, because it's, it's quite exhausting for uh, for comedians to bombard us with politicians. I mean, we, we see these guys all over the TV and radio newspapers. I mean, we know about them, but we don't necessarily know the funny part about them. But I, I think it's, it's quite funny. I've, listening to your tapes just earlier on, yeah. your personal experiences, how you grew up and stuff like that, it's quite funny, man. Thanks very much. Thank you Thanks so much, Christina. Charles, Thanks, for sharing with us. And, um, you know, just looking at uh, some of the other messages coming through here, Chris, and, um, yeah, Masanda Wana, we've seen you. Uh, Kitsa <laughs> wants to know, um, he says, congratulations to Chris. SK, please ask Chris um, if he, uh, what's his opinion about xenophobia. Well, <laughs> what kind of I, – I think it's it, – it's, uh, I worry a lot about it because some of my best friends are, are foreign nationals. Um, their families arrived in ships in 1652. <laughs> but um, <coughs> no, I feel, I feel it's uh, – it's wrong to 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 hate another person for no reason at all. So, it's <laughs> uh, still laughing. Oh, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> no, I think I mean you can't just hate somebody. Hate somebody for what they've done, not for who they are. I don't know if that sounds <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, there's your answer, kid. So, um, Kylie Lekumalo says, Oh, goodness me, Sakina. Chris Forrest is incredibly talented and he knows how to keep the audience in stitches. Um, L10 says, SK, if you did not see Pure Munati's show, then you've missed Chris at his best. <laughs> he says, rolling on the floor, dry at its best with him. Um, well, what's next for him like that? Anything uh, you are looking at television-wise? Um, I'm, well, I, I, there's nothing solid yet, so I can't, can't say. But you're always trying to do stuff. I do, I do the odd bit of things. With um with Cajiso still, and we did like the Blitz Petroli movie, etc. Uh, etc. Et so it's always in the pipeline. But I, I don't think there'll ever be another Pure Manati show. That was a was a once-off, which I think was was brilliant. And yeah, it was one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. It was uh, it was just so awesome to do. And people, of course, still raving about it. Now you know when it comes to um, comedians internationally, who do you look up to? Internationally, um, there's a there's a few. I I really like uh, Mitch Hedberg. Shame he he passed away a couple of years ago. Um, Jack D, Eddie Izzard, um, people with a similar sort of style to me is is kind of well. Eddie Izzard doesn't have a similar style to me, um, but but there's a lot. I enjoy comedy. I'm, I mean, I've always loved comedy. Besides doing it, I've always enjoyed watching it as well. 
So people always ask me, who's your favorite comedian locally? And I can never give one answer because I, I enjoy almost everyone. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, here's a question. Someone wants to know, what's your favorite African meal? Favorite African meal? Uh, do you know what I really used to enjoy, but I, I, don't, I don't enjoy it too often? I like, believe it or not, malamakhodu from time to time. Really? Not too frequently, but from time to time. But otherwise, just a nice stew and pup is also good, mm. especially lamb stew. Lamb stew and pup. So uh, that's what uh, Chris enjoys. Uh, Augustine says, please ask Chris, uh, what does he need for him to join Chelsea rather than keep supporting the poor Liverpool? <coughs> you know, there's a saying. There's a saying in football that says you can change your wife as many times as you like, but you can never change your football team. There's nothing that would make me ever support <laughs> the plastics. I'm Liverpool for life. You know, I'm going to reserve <laughs> my comment on that one. And tell you what, we're going to play a bit of music now. Um, we, we, we've just learned that B.B. King, the uh, legendary uh, blues mm. uh, guitarist, died last night. And um, we're going to play some music from there. That you're listening to is from my guitar that's named Lucille. I'm very crazy about Lucille. Lucille took me from the plantation, or you might say, brought me fame. I don't think I could just talk enough about Lucille. Time when I'm blue, seems like Lucille try to help me call my name. I used to sing spirituals, and I thought that this was the thing that I wanted to do. But somehow or other, when I went in the army, I picked up on Lucille, start singing blues. Now when I'm paying my dues Maybe you don't know what I mean when I say paying dues I mean when things are bad with me I can always I can always, you, you know, like uh, Depend on Lucille Sort of hard to talk to you myself I guess I'll let Lucille say a few words and then
And that, uh, you know, sad news just in um, uh, B.B. King uh, died at the age of 89. Um, he, uh, one of his attorneys, uh, you know, actually just confirmed that. And the song you listen to is called Lucille. He died in Las Vegas last night. Um, uh, did you know B.B. King at all? I knew his music. We never met. <laughs> <laughs> and did you like his music? <laughs> It's Do not, you? I like it. It's not. Uh, it's not something I'd go out and buy. But like this, Lucille is is a nice song. You can chill and listen to it. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Lucille was his guitar. That was. Uh, that's the story behind the song. Mm, so you do know your BB King, you, but 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 you know what genre of music do you generally enjoy? You know um, the blues is that your kind of thing? No, no. I have a very. I like the blues, but I have a very broad sort of taste. So I enjoy hip hop. I enjoy. Um, sort of general pop. I enjoy punk rock. I enjoy, like I said, I have a very, very broad taste in music. Hip hop. I like hip hop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do tell. No, well, I've always been a fan. I even brought out a, a, a hip hop album. You did in Afrikaans many, many years ago. Uh, no, you, you you have to give us it's, a taste of that. It's you not. Have to. It's not uh, radio friendly. Ah. <laughs> It it actually stemmed from a character I did on the Piomanati show called Cooler Box. Um, I, you never saw the show, but there was a there no, was no, I did. Do you remember there was a guy called Spike Kors? Tsepo Mokhali did Spike. Yes, Kors. yes, yes, yes. And then I wanted to do an Afrikaans version of Spike Kors, so I did Cooler Box, and then I ended up doing an album. Wow. Okay, unfortunately not uh, for consumption on this family show. So um, we'll try and get him to do it afterwards. And then um, just a few more messages coming in. Why is Company Dot given the status it deserves when it comes to its therapeutic effect to the general well-being of humans? People who lack humor are sick. Wouldn't you agree? That's from David Mabatunzi in Mabatu. I think you you have to you have to be able to to laugh at yourself. They always say laughter is the best medicine, except of course if you have diabetes, in which case insulin is the best medicine. But um, <laughs> no, but <laughs> if if we could all laugh at ourselves instead of taking stuff so seriously, I don't think we'd have half the problems we have in the world. Is there ever a time though when it, when laughter is inappropriate? Because we seem to make a joke of everything. There's there's a very one of my favorite moments on on it happened on British or American TV. There was a group called the Monty Python, mm-hmm. and um, they made a, a movie called The Life of Brian, which satirizes religion. So they made very sure that they weren't entirely blasphemous because they they played Jesus up very showed him in a good light, but they kind of satirized the difference between like the Catholics and the Protestants and why it's stupid for them to be fighting and that kind of thing. And he was on TV and this one, it was one of the bishops from America came to him and he said, he said, isn't, isn't religion above satire? And then John Cleese stood up and said, nothing is above satire, which I think is very true. Obviously oh. there's, there's certain things you shouldn't joke about, but I think for the most part, we we need to laugh at everything. Now, if you, you know South Africa, we we're a very diverse uh, nation. Yes. And uh, there's always talk about you know being able to cross over. Is that something? How how did you deal with that? <laughs> I just have the opinion that people are people. So it's uh, I mean, because I used to do the the blacks only shows, for instance, and um and. 
like every now and then there'd be another white comic on the lineup and he'd come to me and say, how do you play to this audience? And I said, just do your normal set. You know, that's so, <laughs> it's not, these aren't guys from like a different planet. It's the same people you speak to every day. And then he kind of did a long set, the one I'm thinking of. And he said, well, he struggled for the first 10 minutes and then he kind of took my advice. And I was like, wow, it actually works. You don't need to, people are just people in my opinion. So I just do my normal thing. And, um, you know, there's, a, there's an SMS here. Someone wants to know about uh, the uh, Celebrity MasterChef and um, the charity that you chose. Oh, that's a fantastic thing to talk about because I, I think my charity was the most deserving charity. Obviously, I'm biased. Uh, I chose a charity called the Villa of Hope. They're a magnificent bunch of people. They're out uh, near Eldorado Park. I'm actually going back there on the 30th of May for, uh, to, to judge a Poikikos cook-off. Um, for a thing they're doing there called the Poiki of Hope. You oh. must uh, go, go to their website, villaofhope.ca.za, to check it out. But um, so they, they basically they look after abandoned and abused children. But uh, what they do is they've got all these old, um, it's an old Randwater housing facility. So they've got these little houses. And then they sort of create a, a family environment. So there's a house mother and then it's a three-bedroom house. So there's a house mother and then there's kids who live in the two bedrooms. And then they have that little family unit. And just such a great bunch of people. Just uh, the kids are amazing. Like they, they don't have much, but they're still so happy and positive and up for anything. And the, the people who work there are brilliant and so dedicated. And they, they really, really do a lot with very little. So I was, I was quite proud and glad that I could give them a little something towards. What was that little something? 185,000 rons and a car. That is fantastic. I mean, I, I, I can just imagine how far that would go in alleviating the plight that, you know, um, they do face. I, I think I know exactly the charity that you are referring to. Yes. Well, speaking to uh, Chris Forrest and, um, you know, um, uh, people want to talk more about your music. They want to know more <laughs> about your music. That's, I don't think they do. It's, they, uh, they actually do. Oh, okay. Um, well, you can check it out. It's on YouTube still. It's Cooler Box with a K. Is there nothing you can sing for us that's not... Me name is Cooler, It's a... Give us more. The o, I'm trying to remember it. The Owens know me. Ex van Benoni. Yeh muni lach. Kijk my fet mach. And then what I did was I, I put it all to um, to Afrikaans folk songs. So so it would be like Jan Pirivit, Jan Pirivit, Jan Pirivit, Trai Om. Um, <laughs> Wasn't it Stand Still? No, it's Trai oh, Om. Trai Om, Stand Still, yeah. <laughs> in fact, I think, I think in the song, when we originally recorded it, I got it backwards. Um, so, but it, and so it lives like that in the song. <laughs> okay. And of course, you know, still some time um, uh, to speak to Chris Forrest uh, just very briefly. But um, yeah, you know... Um, what would you say is, you know, apart from what you've already told us, um, apart from the love of your life, your daughter, your wife, and, you know, what you do, what is the one thing that you are very passionate about? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I'm passionate about most things that I get into. Uh, I'm passionate about South Africa. You are? Say. I love but this what country. does that mean when someone says I'm passionate about South Africa? It well, I mean, I I I really want this country to succeed, and I really want it to do well. And I get sad every time 
I speak to somebody who's moving to Australia or every time somebody says, ah, this country's going to the dogs or whatever. And I think, no, we're, we're not, we, if you just don't let it go to the dogs, you know, we have our problems. We have a lot of problems. Uh, we have, we have a, a government that controls a utility that supplies electricity that marches against that utility. But uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how that works. But, uh, but we, have, we have our fair share. But I think we have so much potential here, and we can become one of the best countries in the world if we all just kind of get over ourselves and pull in one direction instead of all being all over the place. Well, Chris, uh, thank you so much for coming through this morning and, you know, just letting us into, you know, a bit of your life, telling us a little more about who you are and what you are about. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for coming through. Chris Forrest and, of course, uh, now officially the funniest cook in South Africa. So thank you so much for participating this morning and for tuning in. You have yourself a fantastic weekend.